Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Broadcasting from. We pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging, and we acknowledge that this land was never ceded. Today on the show, Hilary McNevin from the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. So stick around and we will be back with you. We will be back with you soon. Cocktail followed by oyster liqueurs. Hi, it's Paul Kelly here. Hi, this is Shane Howard here, asking you to support 3CR. Independent radio station, encouraging independent music and independent thought. They've been supporting musicians for more than 30 years, so let's support them. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Out of the Blue on 3CR. We are on 855 AM on your digital radio, live and streaming via 3cr.org.au. Today, we're going to start with a little news article that's going to hopefully segue right into uh, our guest story about the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival today. Um, this story is from The Age on the 3rd of February. Um, Victorians will now be able to buy freshly caught fish from boats, piers and cafes in coastal towns such as Malacuda, San Remo and Apollo Bay for the first time in decades as part of a state government initiative to boost the availability of local seafood. The trial allows two dozen fishers to sell hook and line caught fish directly to the public, the fishmongers and also restaurants in their local areas, creating an exemption from a long-running prohibition against taking fish for sale. 
Under the new law, permit holders, many of whom work seasonal jobs as divers, lobstermen or fishing tour operators, can take up to two tons per year for, of popular species such as snapper, whiting, flathead, calamari, salmon, um, striped tuna and several species of shark. The conditions on the permits require that sales are local, either directly from fishing boats or to fishing cooperatives, cafes and restaurants. And the two-year small, small sales program is already running in, in Apollo Bay and San Remo now. The state government says that it will consider applications for additional permits from coastal sediments that have infrastructure suitable for the sale of fresh fish. Fishing and Boating Minister Jala Pulford said that Victorians wanted to buy local fish and seafood when they visited the coast. And she said that the trial was about connecting consumers directly to the fisher and supporting local jobs in those coastal communities. Now, the Andrews government fishing industry policies have tended to back recreational over commercial fishing, um, including through the closure of Port Phillip Bay to commercial net fishing. It is now... Um, sensitive to criticism that its closure of commercial fisheries has led to a shortage of supply and contributed to spiraling prices for the fresh local fish from Victoria. Um, and fish supplies are also coming under pressure from climate change and rising ocean temperatures, which is something that needs to be taken into account, of course. Uh, the combined catch for all of the 24 permits, though, that are issued to date amounts to less than 50 tons of seafood per year, which is roughly the equivalent of less than five days fishing for Victoria's commercial operators. So um, it sounds like a big gain for local communities um, to have this new scheme in place. So I want to welcome our uh, guest today, who is Hilary McNevin of the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. Welcome. Me on farm. How are you? Yeah, it's it also helps if I would put your microphone on. Hey, that would help. there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on Three CR. You are very welcome, and thanks for making the trek all the way from Apollo Bay. Are you a local? Oh no, no. Actually, well, I'm I'm a Melbourne girl. Oh, I don't live you? far from here, but um, I and Richard Cornish, who's another food writer, is we are the co MCs for the festival. Great. So we were contact. This is our third year of doing this job together, and it's a big job, and it's a job we we are honoured and privileged to do, and. We're both based in Melbourne and each year we're lucky enough to go down to Apollo Bay and we work very closely and stay in touch with the group there who are organising it. Great, that sounds good. And it's going to happen next week from the That's 14th right. till the 16th of February, so yes. Friday to Sunday. Um, can you give us a bit of an overview? Because I looked at your website and I was absolutely blown away by the just the the sheer breadth of activities that, yep. that you guys have planned. So can you tell us a bit more oh, about well, that? Oh, well, the directors and the organisers are just all over it. And I think their energy, every year it gets that little bit better and a little bit more momentum. And it's like anything, isn't it? You do it once and every year, how do we make it better? How do we make it better? So the Friday night, so that's next Friday the 14th, we have the gala dinner. And um, we, we have a what's become a tradition now. We introduce the evening and Richard and I, then we all stand up and toast the ocean. It's about 200 people and we all turn around and face the sea. Because I think that's really important to just let everyone know this is why we're here. We're here to celebrate the ocean, all that's in it, and to keep her vibrant and regenerative, regenerative and happy And because, as we've talked about earlier, the ocean and the land feed each other. So we have this beautiful dinner. This year um, we have a, a chef, a featured chef this year. It's Alejandro Saravia, who's from Pastuso. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, lots yeah. of uh, think ceviche and think beautiful seafood once. and barbecued grilled seafood. It's good. Yeah, amazing. It's very good. And he's very clever and he's he's thrilled to be involved. And then on Saturday is Harbour Day. 
And um, that it goes from 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. And it is a ticketed event and you can buy tickets on the day or book online beforehand. And it is full of beautiful food, local producers, local restaurants and um, some other um, Victorian or regional businesses coming down to sell their wares and feed everyone and lots of drinks, lots of live music, um, events for kids, you know, crawling over fishing trawlers and learning about what fishermen do every day. There's a market in the morning where fish will be put out on the jetty and people can come down and buy oh, fresh fish. directly off the boat? Yes, off the boat. Nice. And that's, I think that boat usually comes in while we're at the gala dinner. We get a couple of phone, you know, a couple of the organisers get a phone call that the boat's in and, and things are looking good. So that's exciting. What will you and be buying off that boat? <laughs> What's crayfish? your favourite? I want to do, uh, can I say crayfish? Because yeah. it's such a treat. I just, I, I would eat it all the time if I could, but I can't. So. <laughs> If I could do some haggling with that, I I, I would love that. But um, so that's – and there's also a cooking demonstration stage this year and we're going to be doing a bycatch barbecue, which is um, I think really important to let people see – well, to understand what bycatch is and to understand there's these quirky, funny-looking little fish and big fish and things that may not – be part of a targeted catch or may not get a lot of money at market but they taste good <laughs> and yeah. it's they're worth being barbecued and um so we're going to have a few chefs David Moyle is coming down Matthew Evans from Tasmania is coming on up and involved in that as well as on the Sunday yeah, and that really excites me because, I mean, bycatch is, is one of those. I mean, I, I actually stopped eating seafood, full yes. disclosure here, yeah. uh, because I was, I'm was i just never sure about where it comes from. Right. Or uh, if the, you know, if the quota are being adhered to and if it's being done sustainably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so that's the reason why I stopped eating fish from the sea, because I just... I, I was never sure about the actual sustainability about it. So mm-hmm. so something like this where where bycatch is actually put to good use, you know, including just food which yes. should be is really really exciting to me to hear. It's it's it reminds me a little bit of um you know how the supermarkets say the big supermarket chains they only put out like the nice looking capsicums oh, yes. and all of the ones that are so wonky crazy. Yeah. they just they just get tossed out, right? I love and wonky. Wonky yeah. <laughs> wonky for everything in life, I think. I'm all for it. Yeah, I know. And it's and, you know and, and this is kind of similar except that you're dealing with live animals. Yes. You yeah, know, so. and I just and the hurtful th- or harmful thing if you are a seafood eater also I and, and you know, I'm very strong about food waste. Um, a lot of these get thrown overboard, you know. They're, yeah, they're just exactly. left to perish on, on board and then just thrown overboard. And I don't think that's fair either. All right. So no. let's utilise it at least for for something. Yeah. And I think it, they're delicious and underrated. And I think there's just thinking way more broadly about seafood is something that's really important to us at the festival and trying to, I guess, well, we want to entertain people and, and educate people and educate ourselves. I have learned so much in the last, you know, two festivals and then coming up to this third one. We, If we all learn together, we can only help each other and the earth and the sea. Yeah, and I must say I learned so much just from reading through your website. And, yes. Uh, and also uh, you've made available um, the recordings of the conversations you've had with yes. panel uh, participants in the last two years and mm. they're, um, they're available to listen to for free of the 2018 and 17, so the last yep. two years since the inception of the festival. 19. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. And um, that was just really amazing. And, and we talked a little about a little bit about this beforehand, where mm-hmm. it looks like 
um, the festival is a coming together of people who somehow work or have a stake in what is happening around our seafood. The mm. seafood that's being caught in the, in you know in our waters mm-hmm. is being eaten on the spot or not, or 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 you know taken out to elsewhere. Um, and you seem to have collected a really um, large community of people who come at this issue or like at at this particular thing from so many different angles and i was looking at your conversations lineup of the uh, of the the panelists in the forum on sunday um so can you talk a little bit about that um what sort of because there's so many different angles about there are oh no i'd love to tell you about what's on and (laughs) uh, because and i think also going back to what you're saying about the audience the audience and the people involved so the audience is everyone from people who you know, I want to invest in the ocean and understand the ocean and how we can all do something. We can always do something every day to make the state of the world we live in a better place. So we have locals and we have people from all over the state. And, well, gosh, we've had a couple of people from overseas visit us, you know, to sit in on these talks as well. But people who love food and drink and and love a sustainable world. Yeah. Um, So on Next Sunday, it starts at 10am, and our theme for the whole weekend is submerged. And so the first, the morning conversations are submerged in the ocean and the afternoon is submerged in the land. Um, I last two years, and I think I'm doing it again, I start to do the first talk and it's with local fishermen. And we just, I love it because it, two years ago, we just sat there and I asked them all these questions about their life and what they do and how they work. And then we were like, let's do that again. Let's see what's happened the last year. So this year we're doing it again. And because the ocean changes. We all change, and we want, we talk about quotas and stocks and what's happening now with the fires and all you know and climate change. How does that impact their work on a daily level? So we've got um, three crayfish fishermen, local ones. Third, Mark, um, sorry, Nick is a third generation Apollo Bay fisherman. They all work there every day. That's their home and their livelihood. So I love that talk. And then um, there's an origin labelling for seafood chat with Matthew Evans and Jonathan Davy. He's our executive director of Victorian Seafood Industry. And Matthew Evans is the barefoot chef? Um, yeah, he's he's the Tasmanian is... restaurateur and, and um, gourmet farmer, food Yeah, activist. oh, the gourmet farmer, that's it. Yes. That's him, yeah. yeah. And um, so he's there and he'll be there on Saturday as well. There's also a chat with chefs, which I think is really pivotal as well, about discussing bycatch and labelling and other issues about how they can make, you know, create a viable menu selection, a seafood menu selection on, on their on – their, sorry, I can't speak – on their menus, <laughs> selections on their menus that are um, sustainable and viable for them and, and to keep the oceans happy. Yeah. So, yeah, and then there's a session break. I can tell you more later yeah, if you can. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's go to a song and yeah. uh, let's, let's talk more about this because um, what I really like about the list of, of subjects to talk about that you have, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that are going to be um, – uh, discussed and the people who are here, there seems to be a really big uh, red thread of of sustainability running through this this conversation. Absolutely. So, um, so stick around, everybody. Um, we're going to a song, and when we get back, uh, we will continue uh, talking about the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. Uh, and for now, enjoy "Black Boy, White Girl, White Boy" by Uncle Banalori, the Whale Song Man. A shy black boy who came to the city. To learn about how his people lost their lives His parents died when he was just a child And now his life is mystified Black boy, black boy, white girl, white girl. The girl 
color of your skin is your pride and joy. White boy, white boy, black girl, black girl, your life is not destroyed. Welcome back to 3CR. You are here on Out of the Blue with us, Farm and um, Hilary McNevin from the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival. And we were talking about the amazing program that they have planned for next week, the 14th till the 16th of February, when the festival is on. And on Sunday, there's a particularly interesting um, part of the festival happening that is called Conversations. And um, Hillary has invited many speakers uh, who all have their own connection to the seafood, uh, local seafood that's being caught in around uh, Apollo Bay. So we were talking a little bit about um, uh, the submerged in the ocean and submerged in the land themes that you that you have dreamt up, Hillary. Uh, so the morning session, the theme will be submerged in the ocean and yes. then in the afternoon it will be submerged in the land. Yep. And I really like that approach that you've taken because it really shows that healthy seafood is not only you know, limited to to what what's happening in the ocean. It's also oh, connected to the land, just like any ecosystem is connected with all the others around it. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about the the morning session? So I saw on your uh, running sheet that there is a, and this is really, I really want to know about this. It's called 3D Ocean Farming. Yes. What is 3D (laughs) Ocean Farming? Well, it's amazing. Well, I found it incredible and I found it very interesting, I should say. And this is an interview I actually did last Friday morning because, um, the the visionary behind the guy behind this Bren Smith is his name um, is in the states and couldn't make it out here but we really wanted to talk to him because he is a former commercial fisherman who was then um, then became a, a fish um, aquaculture fisherman and said he got very bothered about it because he wasn't farming food or fish he just he didn't like the system within that he moved to oyster farming and um, and this is all um, New Long Island Sound and um, wasn't said he wasn't particularly good at that, but started to really play around with the idea of growing seaweeds and other vegetables um, under the ocean. So, all obviously sea sea vegetables, and now he's set up what if you're looking at the ocean ocean the top of the ocean, I should say, it doesn't really look like much at all. It all happens underneath, and it's a vertical farm, and he's farming mussels, clams, scallops and oysters down the bottom and lots and lots of different types of seaweed and he's starting to um, expand that into more other other vegetables, ocean vegetables. Um, zero input, lots of filter feeders, doesn't actually um, um, farm, sorry, other ecosystems are building themselves around this wonderful, rich, beautiful crops, underwater crops. He has um, something like 4,000 people on a wait list. It's a group called greenwave.org. I'm hoping I can put that forward if that's cool of you sure because thing. there's actual there's um videos and also diagrams of how the farm actually looks and how it works and um he just realized that you can get an awful lot of food from a very small vertical plot in the ocean and um his job now is to go around the world and to try to help people within their communities he sets helps set them up and obviously you pick appropriate species to that part of the world but to farm these filter feeders and all different types of seaweed and has become a seaweed maniac <laughs> so but what the beauty of it is and is that um, on his business card seaweed. yeah <laughs> Brent Smith, seaweed, seaweed maniac, maniac. Yeah, and he's just different types of kelp and seaweeds and and just um having a lot of chefs and I often I do bring up chefs and it's my work as a food writer but also I do believe that chefs are in that wonderful position of being able to play around with things and have people come in and try it before you know and and help educate us with how they cook and what they can find yeah, ways absolutely. of using the seaweed. And, and chefs have a really great impact in that way because, yes. you know, especially the ones who write uh, cookbooks and, and recipes and things like that. Yes. And also because they decide where they're going to buy their fish. Exactly right. right. So they exactly. have a lot of power in this whole system of getting seafood from the ocean to the table. Exactly. And and I think Bren sees that and knows that. He said he doesn't because I was asking him what his favourite seafood is and he's not – he said, oh, a bit of this, a bit of that. He didn't, <laughs> didn't want to say he was a particular foodie, but what he is is someone who loves the ocean and talked very strongly about his relationship and humans' relationship with the ocean and um, regenerative farming, So, which is, uh, you know, sustainable and giving back to the ocean and helping nurture it with new nutrients by growing the appropriate plant or mollusk or whatever it might be in its right place in the ocean. I, I loved it. I thought that it has possibilities yeah. for all over the world. Do you, and, uh, um, do you enjoy the odd oyster? Oh, very much. Yeah? Very much. I actually, when you're saying I still eat seafood, but I am more and more inclined to eat filter feeders and zero input oysters scallops mussels that kind of thing and sardines and small fish and things like that but yes oysters 
are really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think, you know, and that's actually going, that's a nice segue into um, another, there'll be an oyster farmer as part of the talks anyway, um, in the afternoon, Shane, um, sorry, from Wapungo Oysters in New South Wales. Great. And he had some some problems with the fires as well. So he's going to talk about what's been happening on his farm. So yeah, that, okay. if you do ever choose to have an oyster again, farm, up and go. They're the yeah. ones to try, I okay. think. But we're also doing talks about reef restoration. Yeah, so after yeah I saw Simon Brannigan is coming. Yes, I th- do you, is he a colleague of yours? Uh, not a colleague, but sort of in the same, you know, ocean sustainability field. So yes, yep. yeah. So they're, you know, reef restoration. What I love is it's not all just about food. It's about how do you make the ocean a better place and healthy and how does it all work? As you said, how is it all connected back to the land and how are we all working together? So um, submerged in the land, there's going to be two main talks in that for the afternoon and that's about soil health and water retention and that's Matthew Evans again and a, and a chap called Niels Olsen who's a farmer and development a, a developer of the Sulky Renovator, a new cultivator that builds topsoils and improves soil health and function. Yeah, amazing. So that's incredible. And Shane Buckley. Sorry, I went blank on Shane. <laughs> and um, so I also see that um, uh, Bruce Pascoe will be there with his yes. with his son, Jack Pascoe, as well. Yes. He was, uh, he's a regular, isn't he? He was, he was there, there last, last year. year. Yeah. Yep. And um, so he spoke last year with um, two two other people and it was an most extraordinary talk and um and that was about country and understanding country and this is about family and community and his son Dr Jack Pascoe and who's a scientist and a conservation ecologist and um they're going to be talking together about how how we understand this beautiful land more and how how we can all work together yeah and uh, i think the uh i was listening to the recording of last year's uh, talk with him and some of the gundijmara people that are part of the festival as well and mm-hmm. i think um we have so much to learn from their viewpoints of how the coast should be managed Mm. uh, and how they have managed it for tens of thousands of years and how that's been working out for them, you know, compared to what is happening now. So uh, having them in that space and just listening to the wisdom that they bring to the table in these conversations really blew me away. It's breathtaking and it's humbling, but it's it's exciting because I I believe if we keep listening – to the people who understand this land have been here for so long and the short amount of time that we've done damage to it, let's fix it and let's work together and let's honour the land and, and really relate to it in the way that, yeah. that I want to learn how to how to understand and how to connect with it and help, uh, I guess, as much as many, many people here listening, I'm sure. So yeah. the beauty of it, if you can't get to Apollo Bay, as you say, there'll be podcasts and these will all be up Um Probably a few weeks after the event. And there is the story of the eel as well yes. that I saw. What's, what's happening yes. with that? Well, Richard Cornish, I'm lucky enough to sit back and watch this one. This is from, <laughs> so I think we finish about 3 or 3.30. And then from 4.30 to 5.30 at um, La Bimba, which is a restaurant in Apollo Bay. This is Bay. on the Sunday as well? Yes, Sunday afternoon. So this would be the last official event. And then I think we'll all have a quiet a quiet drink somewhere. But um Richard Cornish and Max Allen, wine writer Max Allen and chef David Moyle, um, did a talk recently about eel farming and and um, the and the history behind um, the our indigenous people and how they how they farmed eels. These refer to themselves as three white fellows who 
like we were just talking, didn't, there's so much we don't know and how humbling and extraordinary the experience was. And they're going to share that story with us all. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. I believe there will be some food and some yes, wine. Yes, it's at Lavimba. Yes, Steve Earl, Steve Earl who is white, he is big on catch in the using bycatch in his restaurant actually, straight yeah. from the Apollo Bay wharves and jetties. And um he will be cooking and I think it's $35 a head and it's an hour and bargain. Yes. <laughs> That's a total bargain. Seriously, with these three very fun, entertaining and intelligent men just talk, sharing what they learned. And I think that's a really great starting point as well for our education. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming in today, Hilary. Um, so this was Hilary McNevin from the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival, which will be happening next week from Friday uh, the 14th of Feb till Sunday the 16th of Feb. And get amongst it. Um, buy your tickets, plan your trip, book your accommodation. Um, it looks like it's going to be heaps of fun and we will put some uh links to your website as well on the out of the blue facebook page thank you so before we are loving you and leaving you there is one more upcoming event that i wanted to spruik and there is going to be a multicultural beach cleanup on west beach st kilda next week on the 14th of february at 10:30 um it's organized by the port philip eco center and the port philip eco center is running a multicultural bay ambassador program at the moment um that's uh, sponsored by coast care victoria and one of uh, their beautiful multicultural bay ambassadors is organizing organizing this cleanup for residents um especially multicultural residents uh from all over Melbourne are very welcome to come and help with the cleanup discover the wonders of Port Phillip Bay and learn about the actions that we can all take to care for our bay um it is a multilingual event uh it will be covered in Hindi Japanese Indonesian as well as English so come along and um yeah if you have any multicultural friends that would be interested in learning more about the bay get them to come along more information on ecocenter.com you'll see the um calendar on the left hand side of the website and uh yeah come along and uh, and learn some more about the bay this was um out of the blue with me from today um on 3CR 855 AM we are hoping that you can make it to Apollo Bay next week and up next up next is Sally with Out of the Pan